allow me to introduce my allow me to introduce myself DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does and y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh my god. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good. you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up. good morning usa hey ma'am <laughs> what's up ma'am angela yee was popping Good morning. Happy, what is it, Thursday? Yeah, today is Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. How's everything yes, with you, Yeah, everything's pretty good. You know, I've been working on this. Um, I had that Facebook show, Mastery of Comedy. If you haven't got, if you haven't checked it out, look at We the Culture, mm-hmm. Mastery of Comedy. It was a really uh, fun project for me. I actually created the show and then I executive produced it. And I did that alongside my girl, Ricky Hughes from Magic Lemonade. But it's exciting to see something that you thought of and had a concept for come to life. Right. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, yesterday I was out in uh, Atlantic City. You know, I do these car shows and I I love my cars and I love the car shows. And we have, uh, of course, the one in Atlanta, 4th of July weekend, July 3rd. Uh, it, it actually sold out and uh, we had to get another room to open it up so we can actually have more people because there's still capacity constraints. And so shout to everybody that's coming to the car show. We have an amazing car show for you guys. I, I can't wait for you guys to come bring your family, bring your kids. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of things to do and some cool cars. So that happens July 3rd. And then on top of that, I do all the uh, real estate seminars where we go through and try to teach people how to make money in real estate, how to purchase their first home, their first investment home. And the reason we do that is there's a lot of people out there that charge three, four, five, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars for that. And I'd rather you use that money and buy your first property. You know what I mean? It's it's I know a lot of people got got because they don't know the information. So we try to teach people how to do it. What up, Charlemagne? So that's what we try to teach people to do. So that's what I was. The housing market is insane right now. Yes, a seller's market right now. If you're trying to sell, you could actually make money. People are paying way over uh, the values right now. So it's a great time if you have property or you're looking for something. Money is cheap. Interest rates are low. So it's a good time right now. I don't know when the bubble's going to burst and interest interest rates are going to shoot back up. But for right now, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's hard. The people are buying houses without even seeing them. Sight unseen. Yep. With no inspections. Yeah. What are y'all rich people talking about this I don't, morning? Uh, I don't not, recommend that. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's not no rich stuff. It's the fact that uh, people are able to it's get not homes. rich to me. I walked in the room, first thing I heard is $7,000, $10,000. No, what I was saying is a lot of people are paying a lot of money to learn how to you know, purchase their first home. These people are doing, uh, I guess, seminars and all types of functions, and they're charging our community a lot of money, and people are using their savings to try to figure out how to, to buy that first home. So I'm telling people if you have that money, don't pay for a seminar that's that expensive i'd rather you use that money and try to purchase it put it towards your home that's what i would say yeah savings is definitely a luxury mm-hmm. so so that's what it was but anyway og will be in the building this morning who's og kevin louse oh kevin louse now yes. he got a lot of money 
Yes, he does. He's been getting a lot of money for a long time. He's, yes. Uh, what is his position at 300 Entertainment? He's actually an owner. The owner of 300, right? He's one of right? the owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah one yeah, of the founders. I mean, that's still a position. It's just the position. Yeah, it's the position. That's all. <laughs> I think he runs it too. I think he's the, the owner and president of 300, and 300 is the label that has Young Thug, uh, Megan, Megan Stallion. Stallion. It used to have the Migos. They did the Migos' first couple of albums. They have Gunna. He has a host of others. He also manages Trey Songs. Now, Kevin Lyle started from the bottom, like for real, for real, like promo in a record label, giving mm-hmm. out records, calling DJs. And then he worked his way up to being executive at Def Jam and then creating 300. So he helped build Def Jam. Yeah, helped build one Def of the Jam. architects of Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know we'll get a lot of free jewelry this morning. Absolutely. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? All right. Well, the officer who killed Dante Wright has been charged with manslaughter. We'll give you an update on that. Also, Jonathan Pentland. Remember that name because we're going to talk about something disgusting that he did. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with former police officer Kim Potter. She is now facing, she has been charged with second degree manslaughter after three nights of protests over killing Dante Ray. As you know, she fatally shot and killed him. He was a 20 year old black man. She appeared to mistake her handgun for her taser. And just seeing that she's been charged with second degree manslaughter means that apparently they believe that she did not purposefully. Uh, killed Dante Wright. Yeah, I mean, she cleared herself with that when she yelled taser, taser, and all that other foolishness. Like, she said she said the right things to make it appear like it was an accident, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that you don't know the difference between uh, your gun and your taser, bro, especially after 26 years on the force. Well, her bill has been set at $100,000, or half of that if she agrees to surrender her passport, give up any guns or ammunition, oh, she's and remain in Minnesota. Yeah, so she did, I was going to say, she did post bond, and she was released late yesterday. And... You know, Ben Crump is saying that this is not enough, though. He said, while we appreciate that the district attorney is pursuing justice for Dante, no conviction can give the right family their loved one back. This was no accident. This was an intentional, deliberate and unlawful use of force. Yeah, I mean, they just do that to, uh, to, to keep the temperature down. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no people in Minnesota, Minneapolis was wilding. You know, so they just like, okay, let's let's do was, let's do an arrest to I calm everybody down. Thinking the same thing, charge her with manslaughter, let things calm down, and then you'll see in about a year or two she'll be found not guilty. Mm-hmm. She faces a maximum possible sentence of ten years in prison if she is convicted. I don't even know if it'll be a year or two. Look at the dude uh, who killed, I'm not killed, but shot Jacob Blake in the back. He back on mm-hmm. the force. Yeah, he right. <laughs> back work, back at work. All right, now, a white active duty soldier who was seen in a viral video, he was berating and shoving a black man in a South Carolina neighborhood, has been charged with third-degree assault and battery. So if you haven't seen it yet, this went viral yesterday. Jonathan Pentland, who was a U.S. Army soldier assigned to Fort Jackson, was arrested at 8.30 Wednesday and booked. And if he's found guilty, he faces, listen to this, a $500 fine and 30 days in jail. Here is that harassment that took place on Monday. Go away right now. Call the police. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. Fights with who? You Let's know go. what? Maybe you should hang out a little longer. Let's we'll see go. how it goes. There's a difference between pushing sure you. You're the aggressor, buddy. You're aggressive on the neighborhood. Someone came running out. You better walk away. You walk away. You're talking to my wife right now. I'm about to do something to you. You better start walking. You're in the wrong neighborhood, mother. Get out. Where? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. You want to bet what I can do? I live here, sir. 
Okay, right now, you're her? harassing the neighborhood. I'm not harassing anyone walking through the neighborhood. How you harass the whole neighborhood? Just salute to the Metro, the 803. Drop on the clues bombs for the, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. I love how they pulled it by this crib. I love how they pulled yeah, they, up on this they, crib. They, 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 they had to evacuate the family last night because they were vandalizing the crib. But listen, the only thing I would say about that video is that brother has to be prepared to defend himself in situations like that. You're not prepared to defend yourself if you're busy, you know, uh, worrying about if somebody's recording. Yes, I, I want y'all to record those situations, but you got to prepare to defend yourself, too. How old was he, though? Um, they said he know, wasn't a one. minor. Yeah, he wasn't a kid. Yeah, I don't know his age. Is. I mean, he probably early twenties, maybe. Yeah, but you know, prepared to, to defend yourself. He, pro test. he probably just walking around. He wasn't thinking that he was going to get mm -hmm. into any mess. What's that mean? Can you can you legally carry in South Carolina? I ain't. I wasn't even talking about gun. I'm even I'm talking just about asking. just with your hands. Like, oh. and, and but if, you, if even in a situation like that, you know, I, I pay, you can pay attention to the camera. Yes, record this. But what if that dude just stole off on him? Because that yeah. dude looked like he was ready to go. He was yeah. Barefoot, ball headed. You know, but also he that, was already a threat to the dude's space but, anyway. But, he, but you can also tell a lot of talk. Get out of my neighborhood! I'm going to do this! Like, all that, what's all that yelling for, bro? Well, well like, the leaders at Fort Jackson said they in no way condone the behavior depicted in the video posted. They said this action deeply impacts our community, the neighbors in the summit, the city of Columbia, Richland, and Lexington counties, and our Army family. I ask that our communities and leaders exercise a degree of patience, affording Sheriff Lott and law enforcement investigators to account for the full measure of events before, during, and after that incident was recorded. So the soldier in the video was uh, charged by the Richland County mm -hmm. Sheriff's Department. He was arrested, and they're also looking into the incident at the Department of Justice. Salute to everybody in the summit. What happened to jumping people? What? People don't get jumped no what? more. Did you see when they pulled up in this house? Before they did the vandalize, it was like early in the day. It was a lady, come on outside. We just want to talk. We just want to talk, <laughs> man. We just want to talk. We just want to have a little of, conversation. Come, come outside now. Now, now But come even in that situation, you have to be careful because you're still on somebody's property. Okay. Were they on his property? I thought they was on the sidewalk. Well, on the sidewalk, point. whatever it is. But, you know, you still got to be careful in those situations. All I'm saying is everybody got to be prepared to defend themselves. It's good when you care. Y'all got the cameras rolling and all of that good stuff. That's great. You're capturing these moments. But don't think you don't have to defend yourself in some of these situations. Because somebody going to knock. And when they knock, you got to buck. Sometimes you got to jump somebody, too. I, I, I miss jumping. Call your cousins. Call well, it looked like he was by him. Was he by himself? He was by himself at that time, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So he wasn't about to jump anybody by himself. Yeah, I ain't talking about in that moment. You ever get beat up and they have to come back? You never had to come back? Well, no. But <laughs> you never had to come back. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about that moment. Yeah, I'm just saying whatever. What if you, and it wasn't the whole neighborhood outside, like, egging this on? Look, they stole my bike. I came egging back with all on? my cousins. What do you mean? <laughs> What do you mean? Because the wrong? reason why the the reason why the cops are called is because they said somebody contacted Jonathan Pentland, who was harassing this young man, and said that he was actually uh, the victim was actually approaching people and harassing them first. Oh, I didn't hear nothing about that. You who side you on? Yeah, that's. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm just telling you what happened. That's minding why his business walking through a neighborhood. Yes, being I'm harassed. saying that's what we saw. But according to the sheriff's department, the victim approached several neighbors in a threatening manner, oh, and the confrontation on. escalated. I'm just come telling on, you what me. they're saying. I'm not saying it's true. I didn't. Even but what hear I'm saying that. is, it seems like the neighbors might have all been there. I don't think it was just this man outside. I feel like. If he would have tried to swing on him, he could have gotten jumped. That's all I I'm saw, saying. I only saw one person. I saw him, and I saw the wife, and I saw the white dude, and I saw a couple uh, women walk by later and, I, and tell the young man to come on. I didn't see no whole neighborhood. I... Now, the sheriff also said an unspecified underlying medical condition might have led to the victim approaching the neighbors. That's what the sheriff's department is saying. I don't know if it's true, but this is what their official statement is. Underlying medical condition. I don't know all that, but... I just miss when people used to get jumped. Yeah. That's all. Oh, I'm going to bring my dog. He's all. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Joe, man. Joe, man, what up? Get it off your chest, Joe, man. I got a problem with Charlamagne the God showing up late to work, man. I, I wake up to hear the yo, 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 and he be coming in late, like, at least once a week, man. Not at least once a week, but... At yeah. least this morning, show, definitely. Man, you come in. Oh, good morning, everybody. I'm sorry. Good morning. I, I was tired this morning, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm tired too, man. But I'm still in the office right now. That is true. Time. That is true. We don't know. I don't know if you on time or not. You know how I don't know because you don't have I'm a microphone time. in front of your face to tell me if you was on time or not. You don't know what that yo, man has in front of his face. Charlemagne, I, I I get off to the vibe of hearing that yo 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 in the morning. That's that positivity I need, and I didn't get it this morning. You want me to give it to you right now? Whoa. Yes, please. I would. I would. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just say you want it. He'll give it to you. Yo 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 yes 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 all right thank you happy Thursday hello who's this hi um my name is Jewel how are you guys this morning good morning Jewel get it off your chest good morning off my chest yes so I'm 26 years old I'm dating this guy for like six months and it's going really well right he tells me all the right things. And then I go and find on Instagram that he is commenting the same things he tells me on a this girl's picture. Just, Damn it. You know, she's like, she's just Ooh. looking like a great Instagram model type girl that I just, I don't look like that. And now I'm just like, what do I do with that? Well, <laughs> prayer always works. No, there ain't no damn prayer. You got to you gotta uh, approach him. Don't just let him get away with it. Oh, he, I did. Oh, what did he say? He screenshotted it and sent it to him. What did he say? My oh, bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did all of that. He said, you know, mm-hmm. I had nothing to worry about, that this was a girl he was only friends with. But, I mm-hmm. mean, the, the language was just very, like, that's not who what I was it? with. I, um, it, was, it was beautiful as always. Why you ain't take me riding in your Beamer? Oh, damn. Is it too late? All this stuff. This weird stuff. Whoa. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful, Mama. Thank you. How you gonna handle it, though? Yeah, you ain't gonna leave. Who said I wouldn't leave? <laughs> I don't think you're gonna leave. <laughs> she ain't going nowhere. Well, you know, I just hate that. You know, you, you believe something in somebody. Like, they say all the, the things that you want. And then they turn out to be somebody different. So it's like, is it a red flag or is it a deal breaker? I don't know if it's a deal breaker, but it's just it's definitely behavior that he shouldn't be uh engaging in. But I don't Not know if it's all. a deal breaker. Did he say sorry? Did and he has he has he admitted that yeah. he's wrong for it instead of just saying, Oh, it's nothing. He said sorry only after he put in my face that I had a friend that he felt like was inappropriate, even though I'd been told him that um, you know, that friend was just a friend and I don't use suggestive language with that friend, nor have I had history sexually or anything with that friend so he tried to throw something similar in my face and then when it oh, didn't no, really he work did out, not that's that's a terrible terrible comparison it how dare you is. just say you're wrong take the l gosh i don't like people who can't take accountability for that thank you thank you i agree and i'm 26 man are there any good ones left yeah you're only 26 come on you got a long way to go you got plenty of time well 
I thought I had I thought I found the one in this one, but he still might you know? be the one. He just made a mistake. Like nothing's gonna be perfect in any situation, any relationship. Like it, it, he still might be the one. You don't know. How but you gotta he? do what makes you which makes you happy. You gotta do what your heart feels like. You ain't gotta do what anybody else does, Mama. All right, fair. How old? Is, how old is he? I'll do. All right, huh? good luck. How old is he? He's twenty-seven. Too old to be acting like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Mama. All right. Well, Charlemagne and I grew up around our thirties. I can't so speak anyway. for any. I can't speak for anybody else. I was a late bloomer. Get it off your <laughs> chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yo. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Yo, this Chris. Chris, what, what up? Get up, it off Chris? your chest. What up, man? Uh, DJ Envy, man, I need to holler at you. I met you uh, probably like a uh, month ago in Atlanta, and I gave you some merch. I don't know if you remember that. You remember? What, what merch was it? What did it say? It said Street Therapy. Uh, you was at, uh, I want to say Bistro, and I can't remember what spot you was at. But I walked up to you. I kind It might have been weird because I had to reach in my sleeve and all that. I gave you like Uh-oh. a CD. You kind of tried to play me low-key, but... You was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. I did play you at first, and you played me back. Yeah. So he gave me a CD. He gave me a CD, yeah. and I was like, bro, where am I play the CD at, man? I, like, just email it to me. And then when you open the package, it was actually a USB drive. Fact, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I remember. Did you ever take merch? Uh, yeah, I got the merch. Yep, absolutely. My manager actually took uh, it. It's in his bag, but I, I didn't get it yet. He got it though. Love. You want to see envy in it? What? It was a uh, QR code for the mixtape. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Do you yep, want to yep. see envy in it? Oh, in it? Yeah. Yeah, all y'all, really, but I mean, not in that type of way, Charlie. Thank you. What's wrong with y'all? Why don't y'all get your heads out the gutter? (laughs) We want to see Envy. This is crazy. (laughs) My goodness. All right. I'm being a fan of the show too long, but much love, Envy, Angela, you good morning, everybody. Spreading positive love and all that. All All right, bro. Morning. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's the vibes, Envy? It's Mello. Mello, my G. Mello, what's going on, brother? How y'all feeling today? Bless Black and Holly favored, Mello. Loving that answer. First of all, I got to give a shout-out to my guy, iPhone Sam. Happy birthday. I know I'm a week late, but, you know, I've been busy because I just joined my fire department academy, so I'm going crazy with that. You know what I mean? You ain't give iPhone nothing for his birthday, bro? Nah. We in two different states. I ain't mailing nothing. Uh, but listen, Envy, I got, I, got some, I, got some, I got some gems for you, bro. You got some gems, man? Hey. You got some, uh, some intel? What's up? All right, so boom, right? Anytime Charlemagne call you Beijing... You got to call him Midnight Cocoa Bean. I saw that we got answers commercial. That's Midnight Cocoa Bean, y'all. Let's stop playing with him. Oh, so what you saying? You like my complexion? Because that Midnight Cocoa Bean sounds fire. That's not like a fire complexion for a no, human being. No, that's the color. That's not your complexion. That's the color of your beard, bro. Stop playing. You want to I got gray. I got, I got grays in my beard, King. Yo, Angela Yee, hook both of them up with a lace front beard. They definitely need it. Yo, I don't want no. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm like, going to let my grays flourish. I'm not. Like, like, you, you need it, my guy. Nope. All I heard is drunken love, me, you, and Trav. I don't wow. know what you think That's I'm into, bro. Treesome. But I am a married <laughs> man. Tree, y'all. All right, okay. Ruby Tuesday. You, you think I would be that cheap of a date? You and Trav and Ruby Tuesday? I got I got a screenshot. I saw y'all at Ruby Tuesday. You ain't, no, you later. didn't. Okay, this booty a little right, bit more expensive than that. All right. I doubt it. <laughs> All right. I, I, I thought y'all were going to more like I Big doubt Mac it. I can get like it with Ruby Tuesdays. I can take it to Ruby Tuesdays and hit it. <laughs> what? 
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. You, we got rumors on the way? Yes. You know what? I'm reading all about this Coinbase stuff. You know, it's a $100 billion valuation. I don't know if you guys were looking at all the money that they've made. If you invested in Coinbase, I was looking at how much Kevin Durant uh, potentially made, how much Nas is mm-hmm. going to make from cashing, if he cashed out on that. Honey million. anyway, that's a whole nother story. We're going to talk about Bobby Schmurter, and he is responding to people who are accusing him of something. We'll tell you what that is. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, people were talking about Bobby Schmurter having a girlfriend, and there were some clips where it looks like, I don't know if it was him in the pictures and the the videos, if he's uh, cuddled up with this woman, but he's saying it's not him. Listen to this on his Instagram Live. I do not know that girl, bro. Y'all got to chill. Y'all stop bashing, first of all, because that's what y'all say. But on gang, bro, I did not you, bro. It was not me, bro. That is the homeboy's joint. All right, well, she got a, uh, saw that clip posted and she responded, doesn't know me. I picked him up from prison. Lefty need to get out of your air. And it was funny because I was reading all the comments about this and people are like, we know he's lying, but it's okay. Leave him alone. <laughs> mm. so, I, I guess it's news because she's it's, it's a white girl. Yeah, she's a white girl. I but, didn't see it. Yeah. She pretty? And then he asked. Yeah, and then he said, um, also, that ish ain't cool. I'm trying to stay as a nice guy. I'm on parole, but y'all want me to wild the F out. Y'all got to be careful with what y'all saying. And then he also said she did some corny ish. She said, sometimes that's what people do. You let that ish slide. You let it ride and keep going. Because she had posted different videos with him, like, you know, there in the background. And then one where she writes Papa on it. Why so. is this news? Bobby Schroeder's not married. I don't think he has a girlfriend. Why is it news? Is she pretty? He answered you. I didn't know she did. Yeah. Oh, she is pretty. Yeah, I said, yeah, she's okay. a pretty girl, but you know, people were, yeah, because she's a white girl. So they're like, look at Bobby Schmurder with his white girlfriend, you know, just got out of jail. And I guess he just felt the need to respond to what people were saying. And they were also kind of dragging her. So he was also saying, that's not cool. You ain't got to drag nobody, even though that's not his girl. <laughs> Which is true. You don't have to drag nobody. She's minding her business. Well, maybe not if she's posting things online, but they were saying some really nasty things. All right. Now, are you guys ready for the Fast and Furious 9? Well, they did post a trailer, which is very visual, so you should uh, take a look at it. But they're saying there's a storyline that's centered around high-powered magnets and something about outer space. I guess Tyrese and Ludacris are taking a makeshift aircraft into outer space. That's something they've already spoken about. But one thing that we did get to hear was Ludacris discussing Cardi B in Fast and Furious 9. Cardi B is extremely talented. One of those people that doesn't hold her tongue in person. And I don't think she holds it in the movie either. She does what she wants to do. and She's out of this world, man. And and this is a great addition to the franchise. So I don't want to give too much away. But I will definitely tell you that Cardi B definitely serves as an asset to what's going on. Y'all can't just tell me that y'all shooting Tyrese and sending him to space and then move on to Ludacris. Okay? <laughs> I need to know why the hell is Tyrese in space? Tyrese going to go up there and annoy all the goddamn aliens? <laughs> well, you know what? They had already previously teased that that was happening, so that's not really new news, but just thought I'd bring it back up again. And the movie is going to be out um, June 25th. June, yep. Mm-hmm. Try to get some of those cars uh, also- for the car show. That's how I even know. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, Okay, and you know they already have uh, teased some new music. 
obviously, uh, with the trailer coming out and everything. So you can look forward to some some new music with that. Ludacris, Bow Wow, Tyrese, Kanye West, all of that is all featured in the trailer. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Black Rob. I know we had discussed this previously that uh, Black Rob was in the hospital. Well, it looks like uh, six years after suffering a series of strokes, he was back in the hospital earlier this month. He's since been released. There was a GoFundMe, but I don't know if that was really his GoFundMe, right? I'm not sure. But recently they put up a GoFundMe to get uh, some money for him to get some financial relief, get back on his feet. And then ex-bad boy... Uh, person mac mark curry was he a rapper yeah he's a rapper yep. or a bad boy he was on that song uh bad boy for life mm-hmm. we ain't going nowhere no 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 yep. all right well mark curry is saying that black rob is currently on dialysis and he's asking for some help you know dialysis is usually because of kidney failure so mark curry is also calling out to puffy for some help we don't have to continue to live on this earth grown and mad at each other can't reach out and say, hey, you know what? Forgive me for if I've done anything wrong. I'm trying to do better. I want to make amends. I want to change. Rob is here, and a lot of people want to know how he's doing, but these are the same people. They don't reach out to me. Reach out to me. Puffy, we need your help, and you are reaching out, and you're trying to help. We're not going to say he's not. Puffy is really trying to help. Hey, man, sending healing energy to Black Rob. I want that king to get healthy and get what he needs. And it's good to hear that Diddy is reaching out because Diddy doesn't have to do that. No. He's not obligated to do it. You know, I think he should, but he doesn't have well, to. So I it's mean, good to hear he's reaching he, out. He definitely doesn't have to. And, and that's what people have to understand. You signed the deal. Diddy gave you a, a ish load of money. It's transactional. Yes. And, you know, he promoted your record. He made your record a huge hit. You went on tour. You made money for years. Now, what you did with your money is up to you. Now, remember, there was a time where Diddy was a little effed up. Remember when Diddy came up here and he said Diddy was like, yo, I was short. I had to fly commercial. I had to make sure I watched all my budgets because I was <laughs> messed up. And then Diddy, you know, invested in Ciroc and then he got back up. So that's that's not, that's but, not Diddy's. But, I don't know that it, flying it, commercial means you're messed up. For Diddy it is. And he said he was. But <laughs> the, here's, the, here's, here's the problem. What's it's that? a little different than Black Rock. The problem is. It don't matter. We ain't. Going nowhere, mm-hmm. we ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. It's bad boys for life. You're mean? the one who said that. So when you claim somebody is family and you say it's for life, I'm expecting you to hold me down for no. life. Even though it is just, a, it no. is, it should just be it's, a business transaction. It's but it's, but that we, the rappers don't act like it. Crews don't act like but, it. But Labels it don't act like it. So but, you can't be upset when artists are looking for you to take care of them for life. Well, you all know. When we, well, this would be a younger... good discussion. This would be a good discussion with Kevin Lyles, who'll be on the show, right? Yeah, absolutely. When you renegotiate your contract, y'all ain't friends in any business. Y'all renegotiate. Y'all going at each other Listen, next. I and agree then when y'all sign you. that contract, y'all friends again. I agree with you. Right but, the, but the problem is when you say it's bad boys for life. Or in any situation, with any of these labels, when you say they family, that's how those guys feel about Jay-Z, all the state property dudes, because you said we was family. I heart's family right now. We we all family. <laughs> when it's over, we. I ain't said that. Work. I said we I heart mafia. Oh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I ain't said about family. I, mafia is okay. different. We all. It's all transactional. It's I'm, all ve- transactional. I'm, ve- I'm very it aware. Is. Okay. Me okay. Too. That is transactional. Me too. All right, guys. That's your rumor report. Great oh. transactions, by the way. Just want to throw that out. There. It is a wonderful transaction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the transactions. All right. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What we talking about? Well, let's talk about this Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You already know it's on pause. Is it coming back? What do we know? We'll give you that update. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with Derek Chauvin, who was on trial for murdering George Floyd and what happened in that murder trial yesterday. So the defense is still trying to get some reasonable doubt against the prosecution's case that George Floyd died because of restraints by the police officers, including Derek Chauvin's knee that was pressed down on his neck on May 25th. Now, they did call Dr. David Fowler, who is a former Maryland chief medical examiner who testified for more than five hours as a paid witness for the state. Amongst the things that he said uh, was about carbon monoxide causing George Floyd's death. So in my opinion, Mr. Floyd had a sudden cardiac arrhythmia or cardiac arrhythmia um, and then his significant contributory conditions would be the toxicology, the fentanyl and methamphetamine. There is exposure to a vehicle exhaust, so potentially carbon monoxide oh, poisoning or at least an effect from increased carbon monoxide in his bloodstream. That's so full of ish, man. I need to know how much he got paid and what's the sales pitch to get someone to take the stand and tell that kind of lie? So full of ish. Like, what do you tell a person? The like, car was on, it was laying by the car. Like, come on. All right, boy, let's, let's listen to him getting cross-examined, though, by the prosecution, and here's what was asked. Just going right to the punchline on carbon monoxide, you haven't seen any data or test results that showed Mr. Floyd had a single injury from carbon monoxide. Is that true? That is correct because it was never sent to I the just laboratory for that whether, test. I asked you whether it was true, sir. Yes or no? <laughs> it is true. So he just up there freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't even got no facts to back up his, uh, his, his rhetoric. He just up there freestyling. He just letting it fly, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then they also were talking about this white substance that was in George Floyd's mouth, and that became an issue, too, and... You know, they asked him if saying that that was a pill would be jumping to a conclusion. And that's when uh, Fowler said, I never said it was a pill. I carefully said that I could see a white structure in his mouth. I did not want to classify it. And I didn't. <sighs> and then he also and then he also brought up the fact that he was not given immediate emergency care when he went into cardiac arrest. And the and Dr. Fowler said, yes, he should have been given care, he would agree as a physician. Mm -mm -mm. At this point, just call me to the stand. If you just want somebody to go up there and entertain y'all and, <laughs> well, and say any damn thing, just put me on the stand. No okay. sense. Lord have mercy. All right, now, um, Johnson & Johnson, that vaccine has remained on pause as the CDC panel is requesting more information. So just to be clear, they're not saying you'll never be able to use it again. It's just pause. But I can't imagine anybody's going to be like, I want that Johnson & Johnson after this, right? As they're trying to look into these reports of severe blood clots. So many of the experts said they do not have enough information to make a decision, while the other two COVID-19 vaccines that are authorized in the U.S. are widely available and they have no such safety concerns. They said it will be at least a week until the panel reconvenes. No, nah, it's over for that Johnson & Johnson. There's nothing they can do to rebrand their vaccine. Okay, their vaccine is dead out here. Because their vaccine is actually uh, has, has, has reinforced every fear that people already had about the vaccine. 
So they know it's the Johnson & Johnson. Ain't nobody rocking with the Johnson & Johnson. It's over for that. As we, as we said previously, it was six cases involving rare blood clots. One person, a woman in Virginia, died. Four patients have not yet recovered. And the sixth has been released from the hospital. They're all women. Mm-mm. It's over for that. Stick to the baby oil, Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> it's not funny. That might be what's in the vaccine, that damn baby oil. That's what's causing the blood clots. As long as it's not that um, powder, right? Tel- Remember they powder? had the what powder was that? Mm-hmm. Baby powder? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like talcum powder or something like that. What the powder ain't no good either. Yeah, powder allegedly was giving people cancer. I thought. Really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is uh, your front page news. Yeah, talcum powder. Yeah, they said it was asbestos in it or something. What? What'd you say? Allegedly, because we don't know the full amount, but yes, that's what they say. All right, now, when we come back, Kevin Lyles will be joining us. Kevin Lyles is a founder and an exec at 300. That's the label that has Meg Thee Stallion, Young Thug, Gunner. It uh, had Migos, uh, Famous Dex, and a host of others. We're going to talk to him when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building A whole today. legend. A legend out here in this game. That's right. Kevin Lyles. What's good, guys? What's up, my brother? What What do we owe this pleasure? Uh, this pleasure is to say thank you. This pleasure is to see you guys. It's been over a year. Now, yeah. I've seen some of you guys out mm-hmm. uh, and about, but it's been over a year since I had the opportunity to come, and I just wanted to, to celebrate a lot of love and life and so proud of the entrepreneurship you're doing, so proud of everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it would be important. You know, we got named the number one independent label uh, of the year last year, um, and I said I thought it was important to come and talk to my crew and tell them thank you. You know what I mean? Well, we, so. we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, a what does that even mean? Three hundred don't seem like an independent. I don't know. I don't, I don't take anybody else's money. It's our money. Okay. You know what I mean? And we're we're like uh, independent. We got a distribution situation with Atlantic and, and Warner because we helped build it, uh, and um, we fund our own things. So you know, independent is is our mindset because we've been doing it for so long. You know, we got the muscle of a major, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I yell down the hall to make the decisions. Let's talk about some of the artists that you don't know that probably that you don't know are either on 300 or were on 300. Mm-hmm. Migos. Yep. Gunna. Yep. Young Thug. Yep. Megan Thee Stallion. Yep. T Trey Grizzly. Songs. No, Trey's managed. I managed him. Oh, Trey mm-hmm. managed him. Who else is there? Uh, T Grizzly. T Grizzly. Shaw Glizzy. Dex. Um, all of the uh, Lil' Keed. Um... Now we're up to 100 artists. Wow. You know what I mean? So um, it's only been eight years, you know, but the, the, the great thing about it, and this is why I love our culture, because when you treat people right mm-hmm. and you do people right, you're able to stay in the business for a long time. And it didn't happen fast for, for none of us. All mm-hmm. of us went through that time. And so for eight years ago for us to launch a label, and as such when everybody talking about uh, be independent, do this and do that, and you can do this and... And I think it's all misconceptions to that, you know, um, to have the support that we have at, at, at radio, at the DSPs, and to be able to even come up here, you know, you know, guys, I'm I'm 30, 36 years in the game now. You know, I was thinking about you, Kevin Lyles, because I was like, do you ever look at Def Jam and not feel like you're a part of it? Like even now? Um, a place that raised me, a place that I, I helped create, you, you, you cut me open, uh, I, 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 I bleed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not happy. You know what I mean? I, um, I wonder that. Do you, does it hurt you to see the label in the position that it's in now? Um, still probably one of the most iconic brands in the world. I want them to focus on being the people's label and not a label. I want them to focus on 
every DJ, I want them to focus on uh, every artist and not just sign something because of data. Sign it because you feel it. Right. Right. And, and this is a challenge that I say to everybody. We, we move culture. Now, we heard Russell Simmons say the other day that after X's passing that he appreciated X because he felt X saved Def Jam. Mm -hmm. And he, he also felt hurt because he felt like Def Jam didn't save X and he didn't help save X. What are your thoughts on on X? And I mean, he's, he's been under you at one time for a long time. You helped push his records, helped promote his records. He was Def Jam. Yeah. Um, well, first off, uh, I have to say prayers and blessings to his family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's hard because I, I've been losing a, a lot, you know, with, with Dre last year, you know, Andre Harrell, mm -hmm. and you guys I go down to countless amount of people that have suffered uh, in our industry and um, all the work that you're doing around mental health is it, it, part of it. But, but I have to, I, I told Russ, we were in the houses and I don't want to say what houses we were in. We were on the streets, you know, we, we were in there. Some people fight with things until they're ready to deal with themselves. You know, they can't deal with it. So I don't think we do enough as an industry around mental health. I don't think we do enough uh, just around therapy. X is very complex. X, uh, to me, was biblical. Uh, and as we go through these biblical times, see what God, God did. He said, I'm going to give you the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a police brutality. I'm going to take economics going to be crazy. I'm going to mm -hmm. have people not be able to do nothing. And I'm going to have a prophet that is going to give up his life during this time, just to remind you mm -hmm. that I'm taking everything away, it's time to press reset. And so if all these deaths, even include of X, don't mean something for each of us, I think we're not listening to what, what God is saying to us. And, 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 and I've had many prayers with X. And one thing I, I told Russ, X, as much as you want to help him, he wanted to help you more. Mm -hmm. X was the kind of guy, he, he prayed, and I, and I, I think I, I wanted to do more, I want to help more. You know, I know all the family situation and everything, but um, just imagine how Rough Riders feel. You know, mm -hmm. just imagine how Irv Gotti feel. Imagine how his, his kids, I don't want to say how many kids, you know, or, or his fiance or his ex-wife feel. Right. You know, who am I to just talk about something? I was his partner. I was his, 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 his label. This is such a personal issue, such a personal loss that I'm going to leave it there with it and just say, uh, however I can be helpful, um, to the uh, uh, Simmons family, um, you 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 know uh, I'm here. I don't yeah. like people acting like y'all did not fight for X though. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Every day, like you, you mentioned this now. I've heard those stories. Y'all had to go. Y'all wouldn't got him. <laughs> right. You know Every what I mean? Day. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Like it's Every like day. why do why do we act like people weren't there for X? Uh, but it's like saying you know not being there for your kids. You know it's like it's it's like uh, one of the things people can never say. Maybe they could say, "I wish you, I wish you could have did more," mm -hmm. but they can never say, like, like again. This goes back to having a relationship with the artist. You ain't gonna never tell me I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. right? I'm gonna be there, do thick and thin with how it happened, when it go down, every single time because part of it is helping them see something different. You don't think I'm dealing with other issues around a, a drug abuse? You don't think I'm dealing with other mental health issues? Or what's going on? Every single day. It's why I said, guys, I'm paying for two t two times a week for therapy. Not only for the staff, but for the artists. It's why I'm saying there's a, a thing called 300 Takes a Break, where you guys can take and go on, uh, a, a, what do you call it? Uh, mental health break. Mental health break. You can go uh, get an Airbnb and go and take time for yourself. It's why I'm, I made a 300 uh, um, crisis fund for people who, you might be good, Charlamagne, but your wife might have got out of her job and mm -hmm. you can't, you know, well, you, 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 you can afford everything. But I'm saying if she didn't have, <laughs> she didn't have it, you know, we want to make sure she's good. Mm -hmm. right. And so you can't, 
you do this, you can think about the company, but you can't forget about the people. So nobody could ever charge me with forgetting about the people. That's right. I'm there. It, it, it ain't, mm-hmm. it's do, do thick and then have it, gotta be, I'm Do there. you do di- something different with, like, let's say, your artist famous Dex, who we've seen online, mm-hmm. said he had drug problems. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you reach out more, or do you try to help more, or is it one of those things that we tried and we're trying now? No, you, you, you send him away send him away, and you have a conversation. It's like a, like one, one of your kids, you know what I mean? He might not understand the day. Hopefully it'd be vitamin C, and it'll get to him or something to happen that he'll say, well, hey, maybe I gotta make the change. You, know, you cannot you cannot change people. People gotta want to change, mm-hmm. but you can put the things around them, the necessary tools to help them get better. That's one thing I promise you guys. Every day of my life, I'm trying to put the necessary tools around these kids to help them grow up to be great men, not just great rappers and great you know female rappers. So you provide therapy for artists and employees? Uh, art, art, artists and employees. Wow. I've spent probably a couple of hundred thousand dollars so far, and it's not. I'm only saying the money because. Uh, I want to challenge, you know, all people who have partnerships with people. This mental health is real, man. Sure I, how about this? Guys, my name is Kevin Lyles, and I go to therapy twice a week. I go once. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm good to say it because, understand, I'm not just trying to run 300. I'm also got a family. I right. also got a son that's graduating. I got all kinds of stuff going on me. One of my cousins passed from, from COVID. I got a 70-year-old mom, a dad that's got, uh, a, what do you call it, a, a dementia. dementia. You know what I mean? I got, you know, my wife's parents, they, you know, eight, turning 80 years old. Well, come on, wait. I got mm-hmm. problems too. You That's know right. What I'm All right, we got more with Kevin Lyles. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kevin Lyles. Can you tell us a, a, a DMX story that the people might not know? I remember I got a call and we were supposed to go to London to do the award show there. And my man called me, you know, Tony Austin said, yo, X don't want to get on a plane. He said he's he not getting on a plane until he can fly his airplanes. So I said, all right, cool, I'm going to come down. So I come down, and X is um, in the hospital. And they say, well, his stomach was hurting. And so I'm saying, cool, whatever, whatever, cool. But I know we only got two days to get to London. Right. So I say, you know what? Let me go talk to X. Before I went to talk to X, I talked to the doctor. I said, I'm going to take him out of here. I know what's wrong. We're going to be all right. Cool. So X comes fighting, whatever. He said, now we got to go fly planes again. So we get the little remote control planes, you know, mm-hmm. go. And I say, yo, X, you can't go home. We're in Miami, so we're out to 4 o'clock in the morning, but let's go stay at the airport. <laughs> so X, I'm in his room, I leave him in his room, got him everything he need, whatever, a couple of people there, and I go downstairs. And instead of going to bed, I sit at the elevator. Because I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He comes downstairs, oh, you got me, you got, you, you got me. I said, yeah, I said, and you know what? Here's the wheelchair, I'm gonna put you in the wheelchair, they're gonna push you through the airport. And so we get we get to the plane, and you know, we sitting in first class or whatever, and we taking off, and then he starts, his stomach hurting again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he starts rolling around on the floor in first class, going to, so he said, yo, the plane gotta turn around. So you know, I'm talking, I said, X, just, just tell me what, he said, I'm, I'm making everybody laugh. And I said, no, this is serious because they're going to turn the plane around. You right. know what I mean? So uh, made, long story short, got somebody to sit with him. We, 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 we landed. <laughs> and he says to me, um, Kev, uh, I said, here's my driver, you know, Ben, whatever. He said, I, Ben can't drive me. I got to drive myself. In and, London. In London. Lord <laughs> have so mercy. You know, you on know, the wrong side of the road. On the wrong side. So, you know, it's one other thing. <laughs> so I, I, I can't say what happened a- after this, but he wanted to fly planes again. Went to a place to fly planes. You're not supposed to fly planes. Woo, woo, woo. 
and the rest the rest is history. But mm-hmm. that was one of the <laughs> one of the, the DMX special <laughs> moments that that I had. That his love for what he did, his love for his people, and and I honestly have to say. Um, his love for being X. I heard so. that story. I heard when he got to London, he drove to the the airplane shop, the, the hobby shop, mm-hmm. and they said he met a friend there, a little kid there with his mom. Uh, yeah. And him, his mom, and the little kid went and flew, flew planes. Yeah. The plane <laughs> yeah. and didn't make it to rehearsals or nothen. Yeah. That, that, I'm, I, listen, I don't want to finish the whole story, but we did do the show. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he did the show, but no rehearsals or nothing. It worked I, out. I, it worked I, I was out. a stand-in. We had Kelly Price up here uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she mentioned you. When she was signed to Def Jam, she said that her weight was always a problem, and she said she remembers one video shoot they got. Let a her call. hear it. Let him hear it. So, question: When you when you did lose weight, what were what were the reasons? I wanted to do it for me, and my thing is, if you have this great life, be here to live it. But people weren't happy then either, though. They weren't. I remember them saying you were too thin, and, and you lost too much weight, and. The label never felt that way. I was now, sorry, Kevin. I gotta, I gotta tell this story. Uh, Kevin Lyles, <laughs> um, at a at a shoot for Married Your Girl, we're shooting the video, and somebody calls like a cut stop in the middle of a take. The question was asked to my stylist: Is there a way you could put like maybe two more foundation garments on her to make her look like another size or two smaller than what she is? Those waist trainers. Yeah, <laughs> and nobody wanted to say it. So my stylist came over and he said, they want me to put more undergarments on you. I said, more? At this point, I'm like 100 pounds down. And so that messed with my head. Yeah, so so big shout out to Kelly Price. Uh, here's a woman that, uh, her marriage, I walked her down the aisle as her father. Wow. Uh, so her and I can have any conversation you, you, you want to have. I believe that uh, her voice exceeded whatever uh, weight situation, uh, but I, I do believe that there were times that um, she wanted to be better, be healthier, and any of my weight conversations is always around health uh, and people living. I've lost too many people uh, from being obese and overweight and diabetes and things like that. And you know, me and her are in love to this day. You know, we've done a lot of great things uh, together. And you took control of your life like that too. But you know what? Also, back then that was business. Mm-hmm. Could you have that conversation to say, look, just business-wise? Yeah, but I, I think it's a uh, it's all about what the what the artist is want because you know it's not the only artist that have, has been in that, you know, jazz from Drew Hill. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not the only artist that's been in that particular thing. And I believe if we can get the best out of you where you are, then I'm cool. But I don't think we get the best out of people when they obese in a way that's going to hurt their health. So you had to tell jazz from Drew Hill to lose some weight too? Yeah, of course. Had him doing everything. That's that. It was, it's not a man or female thing, it's a mm-hmm. health thing to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I'm just saying, like, guys, I know what it is to almost die. Yeah. I know what it is to have a blood clot in your right leg, digestive problems, diabetes. I know what it is. So why, mm-hmm. what, what, keep that information to myself? No, I got to have the real conversations. And it's about what, whatever life you want to have, cool, at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But we're business partners. You know, the short story, when I was big, you know, Lear said to me, Kevin, um, there's $500 million. There's me. I'm on the Stairmaster 45 minutes a, a day. I'm uh, 185 pounds, right? And there's you, 320 pounds. An investor wants to invest. Who is he going to invest in? So I got it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what it was yeah, at, yeah. at that particular time. So I just made sure I, I, I changed my life. And I, w- I would challenge anyone, um, have the real conversations of, around health and wellness, not about being uh, you know, fat. Like is that, th- those are, I don't believe in those conversations. I believe in conversations around health because my problem was, wasn't I wanted to be fat. My metabolism was shot. 
I would sit down and eat 20 McNuggets, fish filet, uh, double quarter pound of cheese, uh, apple pie, and hot fudge sundae with nuts all in the same meal. Goodness that was my problem. You know, my problem Eesh. was consumption, eating till I'm full, not eating to live. You know what I mean? So people fight with that. That's a mental thing that people fight mm-hmm. with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So to me, I think it's, 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 it's my job to have real conversations. They don't move. We got more with Kevin Lyles. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Kevin Lyles. Charlemagne? You know, I wonder, um, you know, you're able to spot a star. Mm-hmm. But what about that next big executive? Because you were an executive that, the executives that came before you spotted. So who's that? Because I, I loved when y'all had Jim Jones in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, I think up at Warner. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you spot the next great executive? Uh, I, I think it's my job to, I, I'm, I'm a talent uh, finder. Executives, managers, the whole nine. And what I've been able to do, Charlemagne, is, you know, we started with like eight people. Now we're up to 65 people. I have uh, an executive team uh, of probably 14 different departments. And you know some some of them, you know, whether it's Rob Stevenson, uh, who's over there um, now, Lisa Brunson, mm-hmm. um, Salim, Raina, um, Matt, uh, Mark Robinson. I can go on a list of the people. Those are my choices. And I challenge them to find their replacements uh, because always succession planning. If I left tomorrow, I know who the, the, the president would be. If they left wow. tomorrow, I know who the president would be. Wow. I know, I, I, my line is, I don't want to run the company. I want the company to run. Mm. How, how did you know Jim was the guy? Because Jim, he, he says, at the time, he said, you know, it was a lot of things he was getting in his own way. But mm-hmm. even now, we see Jim, he makes great music, his eye for videos, fashion. Like, he's, he seems more ready now than he did then. How did you know back then? I, um, I always felt like Jim was easy. I always felt like he had this Nick knack uh, for... You know, spotting the the right time, the right shoelace, like it, it just was all. And I and because I was coming leaving Def Jam, and went to Warner. You know, I'm looking at the building like, oh, I feel like I'm in a doctor's office. <laughs> I, I need my man because I don't want to get lost. I need my mm-hmm. man next to me, and I, I wanted him to have a different experience. I wanted him to. Uh, I wanted to show him something different because I always believe that. He is an orchestrator of, of of our culture, you know what I mean? And he just needed that opportunity. So that was just one of the things. And, and, and to be honest with you, I like him as a person. He's just a good, a good guy. And we've never, we could tell you so many diplomat stories, so many Jim Jones, Kevin Law stories uh, forever. Um, and I, I just, I want to want to be helpful. Is there a place for him at 300? Is there a place for me that I, that I, I can't say? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We got to catch up and figure out, you know, if it's something for us to do, you know what I mean? Jim was I, saying, I spoke to him the other day, he was saying he's getting so many calls from labels, but He's weighing his options right now. Yeah, he, I, I is, right there's a certain guy. guys like him, mm-hmm. Rick Ross, Gucci Man. Mm-hmm. Like you could just, they just got something different when it comes to like grooming that next wave. Absolutely. Of, of talent. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's their eye. You know, my 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 dream, Charlemagne, and, and you you bring that up. My dream is why are we not all together. Why are we not the next big music group? I don't have an ego. Mm-hmm. I don't have any. Can't can't hire everybody. Can't be, but. If you want to scale, build a big company right now, why can't we all be together? Right. I pose that question to everybody. Why can't we all be together? What would that look like? Be the fourth music group. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about all of them. So every every in, independent person, if you're if you're an artist, if you're a, a label, if you a production company, why can't we find a way? to do something at scale. Mm. And I said this to my, I'm not interested in building, I already sold a company with Russell and Lira for a hundred something million dollars. 
I'm not interested. I'm going for the Billy. Period. And you can't go for the Billy without being able, willing to give, scale, have conversations. I, 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 I'm, I'm, well, I'm saying it to you because I said it to everybody. Why mm -hmm. can't we all be together? Sounds like you have something in the works. That smile. That smile. <laughs> that smile. That smile again. Hey, You're listen, a terrible all, poker player, Kevin. All, 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 all I can tell you <laughs> is, is this. You know, every five years, I have to do something and for people to say, like, look at what this guy did again. So it's coming up on the, on, on the fifth year. So we're actually in two years because I, I did it five years ago. So I love you seeing your son run around with you. You got him carrying boxes and stuff. What's yeah. it? How, <laughs> how you growing? What you growing with him? He's paying dues. Paying dues. <laughs> but listen, he just, he just graduated from College Park. You know, shout out to him. And he, he's coming to work. You know what I mean? I told him that um, you, I'm going to treat you like the rest of them. You know what I mean? You're not reporting to me. You have nothing. Nope. Go get it in. That's your job. You got to go get in. You got to go figure out what you do. And so he's up. He's moving. He's running around with, with, with Shadow and our A&R department. And you know, it, it, makes me, it makes me proud. I know you got a lot of pressure on him because his name's Kevin Lyles too. But <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, you can't, cho you can't choose, choose a beast and not be a right. beast. That's right. That's <laughs> so right. at the end of the day, that, wake up, young boy. <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is my final question. Uh, I feel like, do, do you still love it? Because you came up in a a golden era that will never ever be duplicated. It's got to be hard not to compare then to now or now to then. So you do you just do you still love it? Love is and not even a word. It's who I am. I, I literally wouldn't know what to do. You know, I, I always joke with people like football players and basketball players and people who play sports that, that come out of it because they can't do it no more physically. That gotta be hard. My ears gonna work, guys. As mm -hmm. long as my mouth works, I ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to be around because I love to hear a new song, to see a new artist, to see Meg thank. She she didn't thank an individual person at 300. She thanked 300. To feel that, for her to win three Grammys for this year, 52% of the Grammys were won by independent companies. We we had three of them. She should have had four. That, what, do I still love it? Mm -hmm. I love every single bit of it. I love coming, talking my shit. I love just being around people. I, I don't know what else I would do. So yeah, and, and the reason why I don't go back, because what am I looking back for? Right. How, how about this, Charlemagne? Go back to doing what you were doing. No. <laughs> okay. nah, I'm cool on that. Hey, 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 how about how about that? <laughs> no, I'm cool on that. <laughs> we, ain't doing, we ain't doing that, Angela. How about that? No, no. So what? I, what? How about this? That's already been recorded, yo. Right. Mm -hmm. People, you gonna question me and hip hop? No, you can't question. But guess what? I ain't done. I ain't done. And, and by the way, there's no label, full service label, like us. We ain't them. Never gonna be done. How about this? Do this, build this bigger, do it again. I'm never gonna be done. Can never be done. All right. Well, it's Kevin Lyles, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. And we appreciate you for joining us, brother. God bless you guys. Yes, can't wait for that next announcement. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. And just one of those, too. Woo, it's one of those. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just want to let y'all know, Steph Curry is amazing. I'm just watching the highlights from the game last hey, night. Shut up. Dropped 42 points, I think 11 threes. Hey, they blew the thunder out, 147, 109. Hey, shut up. He is busy. Uncle busy. Charlotte gets on this radio and says things, and people say I'm crazy. Okay? I say that it's a, it's a Steph Curry era. I say I can't say mm. it's, just, it's been all LeBron James era. How can you say that when Steph Curry has three championships, two MVPs, and has revolutionized the game of basketball? And I don't even like light-skinned men. Okay? 
Wow. You like what kind of men okay. do you like? I'm just throwing it out there. I just wanted my colorism to be on the table. Well, I just want to know what kind so, of so, what kind of men you so, like. So, so you, know, you don't like so, light so, so you know that this respect I give Steph Curry is real. Okay. All right. I cheered when Nino Brown stabbed Christopher Williams mm. in the in the hand on New Jack City. White men, Latino men. What kind of like I don't know, man. It's just that you can we get to the rumors? You reinforce all the negative stereotypes of light skinned men every day. Every day I come in here, it's you. It's you. Your fault. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk uh, Nas and Kevin Durant. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, let's talk about billionaires. Brian Armstrong is the CEO of Coinbase, and he's now one of the richest people on earth. He runs Coinbase, which is the cryptocurrency exchange company that went public at a valuation of about $100 billion, which turned him into an instant mega billionaire. His roughly 40 million shares became worth about $16 billion. Coinbase was founded back in 2012. Now let's talk about some people who invested earlier on. Nas and Kevin Durant, they are known investors of Coinbase. Now, Nas invested uh, in Coinbase back in 2013 when it was only around one year old. We don't have the specific amount that he invested, but normally, according to his partner at Queensbridge, Anthony Saleh, he normally invests between $100,000 and $500,000 in a company. So based on the price of Coinbase, if he would have invested, say, 500,000 shares. Right now, his investment would be worth about $165 million. Nas tweeted yesterday, long crypto forever in sickness and in health. Now, Kevin Durant is reported to have invested a, a little bit later in 2017 during a funding round. That's when Coinbase was valued at around $1.6 billion. So mm. what they are saying is um, his investment will have increased over 6,000%. We don't wow. know how much he invested either, but yes. Drop with a clues bomb for Nas here, Jones. And all those brothers. Thank Kevin Durant. Absolutely. Kevin Durant, great investments. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. I'm just saying, that's um, pretty amazing. It is. All right. Now let's talk about Bobby Brown. He was on Red Table Talk yesterday, and he discussed a lot of different very personal things that have to do with addiction with his own family members. Uh, Bobby Brown does blame... Uh, Nick Gordon for the deaths of both Bobby Christina and Whitney Houston. Here's what he had to say. So you believe that there was foul play in Bobby Christina's Definitely. death? Like All that right. maybe he drugged her? Definitely. He was the only one there with both uh, situations with my ex-wife and with my daughter. And they both died the same way. Oh, so wow. you, you okay. think that he killed Whitney as well? I believe so. Do you think that he provided Bobby, Christina, and Whitney with the drugs? Yeah. I, it's not enough therapy in the world for Bobby Brown. I don't even know how he gets Mm-mm. all that trauma out of his body. If you ever read his book, uh, Every Little Step, Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Right, and you know, he does, and he says in the interview, he talks about crying at times, but we'll get to that in a second. He also talks about never having the opportunity to have confronted Nick Gordon, who was Bobby, Christina's boyfriend. Did you ever have a chance to confront that young man? No. no. Okay. No, I didn't. Before his death, I was in rehab at the time okay. when he passed. I had planned on, once I left rehab, to approach the young man, just to find out how my daughter was in the last days. Mm-hmm. Were there no warning signs that there was some domestic violence that was happening with Bobby Christina? Not for me. How did you find out? I found out after her, her passing. 
That is so hard. Now, other things he discussed in the interview, he talked about his own upbringing. You know, he was the son of alcoholic parents. He talked about seeing people drink and use drugs around him. He talked about his marriage and he talked about a pattern of generational abuse. He said his long history with drugs and alcohol abuse led his son, Bobby Jr., whose mom is Bobby Brown's ex-girlfriend, Kim Ward, to feel like he could test substances. He said he feels guilty about that. He also spoke about his volatile marriage. He said there was alcohol and substance abuse, which resulted in verbal abuse. But he said our love was strong for each other. We just got caught up and that had nothing to do with how we felt about each other. He also uh, talked about the different struggles they had as a couple to get clean. And he said that unfortunately they did grow apart while he was trying to find himself because he was an addict and he had to save himself. And he said he did not introduce Whitney Houston to drugs, even though he's been blamed for it. And he said it doesn't matter who... You know, it doesn't matter who, how they started. He said drugs is a bad thing. You get caught up in it. Once you're caught up in it, there's no stopping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, other other things that he discussed um, in this interview, you know, his wife was there, Alicia, with him. And just discussing letting him feel his feels and his emotions. You know, we try to hide crying and all that. Oh, right. Uh-uh. We're, no, no we, exactly. Is daddy crying again? Yeah, daddy's yeah, crying daddy's right crying. now, but he's going to feel better. <laughs> well, let's all go give daddy a hug. That is beautiful. To see real life. And as a young black male, allowing him to cry and allowing him yeah. to see his black father yeah. Oh, yeah. cry as oh, well and he feel. Sees it. Yeah. <laughs> he sees it. Can you imagine all the grief that Bobby Brown has? Like, he has to be in a constant Mm-mm. state of depression, perpetual sadness. If you see that man smiling, trust me, he's earned it. So send in healing energy to King Bobby Brown always, man. Yeah, you know, he's been clean from drugs for 19 years, but he just started uh, stopped drinking alcohol for nearly a year. He said he had to stop drinking after he started losing bodily functions. He said his body was shutting down because he was drinking that much. He said he couldn't accept going to the bathroom on himself. So now he said that he's totally clean. He goes to sleep. He doesn't pass out anymore like he used to. Shout to Bobby Brown. And and again, we continue to pray for you, brother. I know he listens all the time. So shout to Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. All right. That is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Hey, man, we need Jonathan Pentland to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, We need to have a word with him this morning. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Peace to the planet, Charlemagne the God here. This year has been tough on mental health. Gentle Mind is here to help. Gentle Mind has developed an innovative new tool for groundbreaking insights into your unique genetic predispositions. Go to mentalhealthmap.com to be empowered on your mental health and well being. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, April 15th goes to Jonathan Pentland. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who is Jonathan Pentland? Well, he's a white active duty soldier assigned to Fort Jackson in South Carolina. Salute to everyone at Fort Jackson in Columbia, South Carolina. Salute to everyone in the Metro. The 803 is home. I love the Met. Drop one of clues bombs for the Met, damn it. Okay, salute to everybody who listens to us on Hot 103.9 in Columbia, South Carolina. Now, if you haven't seen this video or heard this story, let me paint the picture for you. Imagine walking through your neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood you live in, and a human comes and tells you that you don't belong there. Well, that's what happened in this situation because it was caught on video. Let's go to WISNBC 10 for the report, please. 
peaceful protests have turned disruptive. Richland County deputies were called to the neighborhood just before 8.30 tonight due to vandalism. The family of the U.S. soldier charged in the case was removed from the home by law enforcement and taken to another location. Well, here's a look at that video that sparked the protests and has now been shared across the country, showing Jonathan Pentland confronting a young black man who was walking on the sidewalk outside of the Pentland's home. Richland County Sheriff Leon Lott made it clear that the young man in the video was a victim. Mm. And the Richland County Sheriff's Department says that Jonathan Pentland was arrested this morning and charged with assault and battery. This in the third degree and the U.S. Department of Justice is also looking into the incident. According to the Richland County Sheriff's Department, Pentland could face up to 30 days in jail or a $500 fine. Oh, thank you, WIS-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. By the way, some great people come out of there, okay? I came out of there. Craig Melvin, who is currently on NBC Today, and Rashida Jones, who is the current president of MSNBC, first black woman to lead a cable news network, dropping the clues bombs for my peoples. Craig Melvin and Rashida Jones, okay? But back to the matter at hand, Jonathan Pentland. All right, you know I can't help but think of George Zimmerman in this situation. This is the kind of energy that got poor Trayvon Martin killed. Okay, Jonathan Pentland was an agitator, an aggressor, a bully. This young brother was walking through the neighborhood from what I see in this video. Clearly wasn't a threat to Jonathan Pentland, minding his business. Jonathan looked like Bill Goldberg compared to this young brother. Jonathan looked like he knows his way around an octagon, okay? And the way he was invading this young brother's space, this young brother had every right to defend himself because he was being threatened. Probably wouldn't have went well, but, you know, he had the right to do it. Now, according to the sheriff's department, the victim approached several neighbors in a threatening manner, and the confrontation escalated after a neighbor asked Pentland to intervene. The sheriff said an unspecified underlying medical condition might have led to the victim approaching the neighbors. I call cap. Okay, here's why I call BS on that. Jonathan Pentland is a U.S. Army soldier. Soldiers know how to get ready for combat. If neighbors came to him and told him they felt threatened or were threatened or there was a perceived threat, would this man come out of his house barefoot in basketball shorts? Probably with no drawers on if he really thought it was a threat. Let's listen to the actual altercation. Go away right now. Call the police. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. With who? You know go. what? Maybe you should hang out a little longer. Let's we'll see go. how it goes. There's a difference between pushing sure you. You're the aggressor, buddy. You're aggressive on their neighborhood. Someone came running out. You better walk away. You walk away. You're talking to my wife right now. I'm about to do something to you. You better start walking. You're in the wrong neighborhood, mother. Get out. Where? What's your address? Maybe we should walk you home. You want to bet what I can do? I live here, sir. Okay, right now, you're harassing the neighborhood. I'm not harassing anyone walking through the neighborhood I live in. So. <sighs> Jonathan might have been alerted by neighbors, but he knew it was no threat. Barefoot and basketball shorts, probably no drawers on. Nah, he knew it wasn't a threat. And didn't I, I, I think I'm mistaken, but I feel like I heard the wife say, maybe we should walk you home. Why would you walk a threat home? Okay. Jonathan knows he had white privilege on his side. He knows he had a significant size advantage on this guy. And if I'm not mistaken, I heard the young brother say to Jonathan Pentland, you smell drunk. I don't know what's what. All I know is what I saw in this video. And in light of the country we live in, the current climate of the country, uh, all I heard was Jonathan Pentland sounding like this. We don't take kindly to your types around here. Look, Jonathan, if you're racist, okay, and you want segregation back in South Carolina, just say that, okay? I'm going to tell you something. I wish I could be ignorant to all this stuff because it's too much. I want somebody to come to me with the MIB zapper and erase my memory after this week because when I see situations like the one that happened in the summit in Columbia, South Carolina, I can't stop but think about, you know, what could have happened. 
Okay, I told you it was very George Zimmerman, Zimmerman mish to me. All right? So it takes me right back to the trauma of the Trayvon Martin situation. And not just the Trayvon Martin situation, but every situation in the history of black existence where a white man is telling a black person they don't belong. Okay, we are in a constant trauma loop. All right, black people got generational trauma stuck all through our body. And I swear every damn day we get triggered by videos and situations like this that keep that trauma stuck there. I am tired. Okay, so very tired. And if you are tired of me getting on this radio talking about racism, then imagine how tired black people are of experiencing it. Please let Kathy Griffin give Jonathan Pentland the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Does Chelsea Handler have anything to say? Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Okay. Anybody else here? Speak now, Fab. Hold your peace. Cracker-ass cracker. Oh, Chris. Chris always comes out of nowhere with that. That guy is something else, ain't he? Okay. Too much goddamn man. Oh, okay. All That's right. it. That's it. Anybody else? Thank you. All thank right. You. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Up mm-hmm. next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Katrina. Hey, Katrina. What's your question for Yee? Um, I'm trying to find out if I should stay in a relationship or just let it go. Okay. Tell us the what's going on. Okay, so I've been dealing with for a year and like two Like, A, this is, I never am a fan of somebody who is not supportive of your career, right? This is what you do for a living. This is how you make your money. This is your, not just your job, but your career. So nobody should be telling you that you can't do this anymore. Nobody should be getting mad at you for working. It's not like you're out here partying. You're actually working on the road and you need somebody that's supportive of that. And the other thing that I want to say is it sounds like a very controlling situation. If he's trying to make you feel guilty about work that you're doing, if he's trying to make you feel like you shouldn't be working at all, if he's not answering the phone, if you don't trust him. And if y'all are arguing, you said constantly, is that how you want to live your life? I mean, I'm because his thing is, I make this, I make that. Um, You don't actually have to be on the road working the way you work, and it's just what you choose to do. Because when I met him, I had stopped traveling for a while because of my daughter. So Mm -hmm. when I met him, I was not traveling. So now that when we speak about it, he says, if I knew you were going to actually be traveling, I would have never been serious with you because I just don't see us having a relationship with you on the road. He was 
Okay, well then I'd be like, don't be serious with me then, because I'm I'm working. I'm this is my job. Like if he was doing something and he had to travel, would you try to discourage him from doing his job? No. Why can't he be supportive? That's what I would say. Why can't you support what I do for a living? I'm out here working and then you're adding stress to the fact that what I do already isn't easy. I'm already traveling. That also is worrisome. I have a daughter. I have a lot of things going on in my life. And if you can't add to my happiness and all you're doing is stressing me out, that's not good for me. And sometimes you have to think about, I'm not just trying to accommodate you. We have to compromise when it comes to a relationship. And that's up to you. If you say, okay, I'll travel less, that's a decision that you make. But if this is what you do and this is your career and this is your living and you enjoy it and you don't want to change that just to, just because a man wants you to, then you shouldn't. That's not your responsibility. Right. And I explained to him, if you want me to stay home or whatever, then you pay me what I'm getting paid for traveling. And if that's the case, huh. you know, but when I say stuff like that and say, well, that's not a problem, but, you know, it's just... I don't know. It's, I don't. We've not been off and on, breaking up, back on, break, breaking up, back on because of the fact that he's saying that he's trying to make me an entrepreneur like him, and I'm telling him, you know, my career is You know, so I don't know. It's like when I'm home, we're fine. We're like so fine when I'm not on the road. Right, but you're going to be on the road. The other thing is, if he wants to help you become an entrepreneur, then he shouldn't be trying to argue with you all the time. That has to come with encouragement, with support, with doing things that are actually going to help me, not just trying to bring me down and make me feel bad and make me feel guilty about my job. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. I've dated people that have tried to tell me, oh, don't work, oh, I'll take care of you. That's a controlling thing that somebody does when they want you to be reliant and dependent on them for things. And I don't think that you should change what it is that you're doing for your life, for your work, because what if y'all break up and now you stop doing what you're doing? And now you have to figure out how to get back into it. That's not a secure feeling. If I have to be dependent on you financially, then I don't feel secure. You have a family to take care of yourself. Right. And also, so, too, it's like his, move, his movement is just funny to me. Like, um, right. when I'm home, you know, I'll tell him I'm coming up. You know, his thing is, I can't pop up there without mm -mm. telling him because of, because of the fact that and I told him, I don't have no problem with you just popping up at my house, you know, but his thing is, I need to let him know if I'm coming there because that's how people lose out in relationships where they lose their independency because they think they're entitled to everything that the other partner has because they're in a relationship. So, yeah, listen, sir. Listen, he cannot have it both ways, okay? He cannot have it both ways where he gets to do what he wants to do and tell you how to. It sounds like he's telling you what you have to do, but it doesn't matter what you want. And that's not compromise. Right. You know, and okay. it feels like you're just not. It feels to me, from what you're saying to me, you're constantly arguing. Things are only good when you're home and doing what he wants you to do. And that doesn't sound balanced to me. He's got to trust you. He's got to let you be the independent person that you are. That's how you show somebody you love them when you support their career and what they're doing, especially if you're successfully doing something. Why would he want you to stop that? Right. And I, I do compromise because like my, some days I have weekends off or whatever. I'll fly down there and, you know, go visit or stay or whatever. But since I've been on the road, he has never came to visit me anything that I have been through. Right. Well, listen, I just want to say we all deserve somebody. And it sounds like you're a hardworking woman. We all de deserve somebody 
that is our support system and not somebody that is just arguing with us over things and not actually uh, listening to what we have to say and having compromise in relationships. So my advice to you is if he can't be the person that you need him to be, because it's not all about what he wants. It's also about what right. you want. And if he can't be supportive of that, then that's not the right person for you. You can't just be the person making sacrifices and he just benefits off of that. It doesn't work that way. Okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate You're welcome. It. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Debbie. Hey, Debbie, what's your question for Yee? So my question is, I would just love feedback on uh, changing careers. I'm almost 30. Mm-hmm. I'm married. Um, we don't have kids, but I'm changing careers and changing jobs at, you know, later age in life, what I would consider. Um, and it's something mm-hmm. different for me. I suffer from... <clears throat> extreme anxiety so i am just wondering you know some good words of encouragement this morning or something different just to hear from somebody else Okay, well, first of all, I just want to say I started doing radio when I was 28. So don't feel like it's later. Yeah, so I just want to put that out there because sometimes making that pivot to doing something that you really love can be amazing. And you look back at it 10 years from now and be like, damn, look at what I'm doing. So don't even worry about that. That's still early to be changing your career. What is it that you're doing now? Um, So I used to work at um, a really big salon in Ohio. And now I'm venturing off on my own. And I've been at that salon for so many years that it's kind of hard to venture off on my own and do my own thing. But I learned so much from the company, but it's just kind of hard to leave that job and be in praise. And I mean, they call me the goat at that job. So Mm -hmm. it's just really hard to go off on my own. But the job starts to affect my mental and my anxiety way more. So I had to come to a point of losing thousands of dollars a month in income and sacrifice Mm -hmm. that for my happiness. So a few things here. First of all, congratulations for venturing out on your own. And we have to make sure we shout out your business because that is a huge deal. And a lot of people are too scared to take that risk. So you got to give yourself some type of applause for that, for actually taking that risk. That's a huge deal. So I want to congratulate you for being an entrepreneur because that is what you do, right? You work someplace so that you could learn the ins and outs of a business. So now you're equipped to start your own business. And so I think for yourself, prioritizing is important. And that helps me a lot when it comes to the businesses that I have. There's going to be certain days that you have to make sure that business takes a priority, but also self-care on certain days has to take a priority. And just like I schedule all the meetings I have, I make sure I schedule a time to take care of myself and do things that's for me as well. Now, the other thing I will say is don't be afraid to get help. I know a lot of times our pride and we feel like, oh, I don't want to be harassing people and bothering people. But sometimes you do need to let people know, look, I just need some help with certain things. And if that means that you have to get yourself an intern or a family member or somebody that's close to you that can actually help you sit down with and even strategizing, right? Even just sitting down, having some wine with a couple of your best friends and coming up with some ideas, things like that are really inspirational. Absolutely. Yeah. Right now I have my husband who's been amazing during mm-hmm. this whole process. He was pushing for me to even just quit my job. So I was scared because of the money. But so far it's been like two weeks and it's been amazing. Just the freedom and 
you know, being able yeah. to do my own I definitely have enjoyed it. So. And listen, it's it's only been two weeks, so it's going to be a long road ahead, but there's going to be some amazing moments for you. And sometimes businesses don't automatically work the way that we anticipate and we have to pivot and switch directions and accommodate those things. And that's fine also. But you are your own boss now. And when it comes to the anxiety, there's nothing wrong with you getting the help that you need. And that means, like I said, self-care. That might mean scheduling time to talk to somebody to help talk you through things. Another thing that I really always advise is getting professional advice and help when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. And a lot of places have their own small business services, small business administration. You pay for that with your tax dollars. So go and take those classes, go and do those networking things that you need to do in order to help your business thrive. It's just important to be prepared. It's important for you to always be thinking about the next level. I know I talk about mastery all the time. So you started your own business. Now you have to make sure you master all the things that you need to do in order to take things to the next level, always never get complacent and think, okay, I'm good. I'm in this space. I'm bringing in this money. Always be strategizing. How can I make more? How can I do more? How can I grow my base? And the first thing you can do right now is plug your business right here on The Breakfast Club. Hi, my name is Desi Creole from Columbus, Ohio. And my Instagram is ges.vsvictor, A-R-I. G-E-S dot V-R-I? V-A-R-I, Desvari, but G-E-S dot period, V as in Victor, A-R-I. All right, so congratulations on that. And, you know, that's all my tips for you because being an entrepreneur is one of the most rewarding things, but it is something that you have to be patient with yourself. It is something that's always going to require you to be reviewing what you have going on and uh, just making different changes in your business, but it's one of the best feelings in the world. So congratulations. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it so much. I love you guys. All right. All we right. love you too. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes. And the first ever gay bachelor oh, we got to discuss. All right. We'll get into that. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Why are you so excited waving that damn Puerto Rican flag everywhere? Calm All down, right. Morning, moves. everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Dramos is so happy because it's breaking crazy. news. <laughs> This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Breaking news, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have officially called off their Mm. wedding, their Mm. engagement. Mm. They did release a joint statement to today. They said, we have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one another's children. Out of respect for them, the only other comment we have to say is thank you to everyone who has sent kind words and support. I wonder who tells these folks that people care. Like at a time like this, when you see everything that's going on in the country, do you think we really care enough for you to release a statement that your wedding is off? A lot of people do care. Yeah, Dramos, Ramos, Lopez, Anthony, Rodriguez, Martin over here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They definitely get, a lot of people do care. I would say that. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. A lot of people. They've been together since 2017. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They've been engaged for two years, but they are now going to focus on remaining friends. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, we do wish them both the best, though. I know it's not easy to be going through these breakups in the public eye. Every question they're going to be asked, you know, is what happened mm-hmm. moving forward for the next few years. How do you feel, Dramos? You know, part of me is upset. You know Yo, shut up, man. It's uh, Latino royalty right there. 
But also, A-Rod, he's dead to me. He's on the trading block. He's dead to you? He's on the trading block. He's dead to you? He's on the trading block. You don't like him anymore? He's not your type anymore? This is the last strike. The first one was the whole steroid thing with the Yankees. And then now, how you mess it up with J-Lo, man? Did you just say that A Rod is trade? No, yeah, he's on the trade. That's what I heard, right? Yes, he's, yeah, he's yeah, you hear what you want to hear. Now nah, you, you you sucked your teeth and you kind of licked your lips and you was like A Rod. See now no, you're he's interested trade. in the story. Now he wasn't interested in the story until that right there. I'm interested in you and A Rod. That's the that's the story. <laughs> okay, that's a little creepy. All right, now this next story is for DJ MV because mm. all these stories are personal for everyone on the show. <laughs> Colton Underwood. Former star of The Bachelor was on Robin Roberts on Good Morning America, and he came out. Here's what he said. I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time, and I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. Through the nerves, I can see the joy. I uh, can yeah. see the relief. I mean, I'm emotional, but I'm emotional in like such a good, happy, positive yeah. way. I'm like the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my life. Mm. I don't watch the show, so I don't know what's going on, but I feel like it's a whole season that needs to be null and void. Absolutely, man. That's right? 40 hours of my life. I feel bamboozled. I watched your life. I wanted you to win. The whole season should be null and void. All of those girls got misled. Absolutely, they did. Me, they, and the, and well, he did. He did. He did end up choosing Cassie Randolph. They they never got engaged. They had a very messy breakup. And he did apologize for how things ended. He said he did truly love everything about her and made things more difficult. But he did say that at one point he did try to pray the gay away. Were you in love with Cassie? Yeah. Were you in love with Cassie? Yes. And that only made it harder and more confusing for me. I'm sorry for any pain and emotional stress I caused. I wish it wouldn't have happened the way it did. I wish that I would have been courageous enough to fix myself before I broke anybody else. Now, he also had a memoir that came out called The First Time. It came out last year. And he said that The Bachelor actually helped him realize he wasn't gay back then. He said he questioned his sexuality in his early 20s because he was bullied growing up and the bully said he was gay and he says he believed it. But now I guess he's accepting it because... You know, he couldn't pray it away and he's gay. So, so he's come out and he's living his truth. He questioned his sexuality and still went on the show? Well, he's, yeah. He I mean, he probably didn't want to admit to himself. Dramos, you got some experience in this um, area. Could you, you want to This sounds like words? this is Envy's part of the room report. So I'm going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm ready to tell you. you know, I, I, for I feel bamboozled. That's 40 hours of my life that I was really, you know, and, you know going for his him His virginity was a, was a hot topic on, on the show, too. Envy. I didn't take it. What oh. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it. What is wrong with this light skin, beige, waffle colored Negro? Just ask me. Nobody said anything about you taking Envy? this poor man's virginity. We're just saying, Envy, you watched the show, Envy. That's all. Oh, You're the Bachelor Christ fan in the, the room. That's what we were saying. Oh. We didn't say you took his virginity. No, hold on. Uh, Angeli, our producer, Dan, just came in here with another headline. It says, A Bachelor fans demand Yes, gay they're season. demanding. Yes, they are. I was getting to that now. They are demanding a gay season. Huh. So one Twitter user says, so let's see a gay bachelor season. It's overdue. <clears throat> and everybody is asking for that. Now, now, envy. Envy. <laughs> everybody, now, all eyes now, on hey, Envy. Hey, let's look. Hey. Let's see. I want to keep, I want to see that same energy no. you've been keeping for the past couple of weeks about this show. But hmm. I'm not gay, but I will definitely host. Hmm. 
I would, you don't I would, have to I'm, I'm just engage saying, a host I'm it. not saying I am, but I would love to host that. I would love to be a part of that that Bachelor season. Okay. All right. Okay. There you go. And Page Six did confirm <laughs> that Colton Underwood is working on a docuseries with Netflix, but he already started shooting in New York City, just mm. FYI. Colton Underwood. Underwood means he's a bottom. <laughs> Yo, All right, that is your rumor report. <laughs> I de- what? I definitely think I could host that. I think you yeah, can absolutely. too. Work with you guys. Well, so let's, it- let's go really hard. I can think of a great photo. Let's go really hard. I, I, I do too. A nice little rose between the butt cheeks. <laughs> That's what they do. They put the rose in their mouth, right? Yes. On the show. Yes. I'm with you and the host. Let's just start that campaign. The host doesn't get the rose in the butt cheeks. They give the. Well, we're here. No to- one does. We're changing the narrative. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We're changing the narrative. We're setting new trends. Well, I have to I have to talk to my agents then if you're gonna just change things. All mm-hmm. right. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go! The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Bumpy's back. Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker returns as crime boss Bumpy Johnson in the acclaimed epic series Godfather of Harlem. Returns April 18th only on Epics. Get the channel or the app. W- Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to the OG Kevin Lyles for stopping through this morning. Salute to Kevin yes. Lyles, man. A lot of free jewelry that he gave out this morning. Sure. I mean, did, those man. are the people that you should listen to if you're trying to break into the industry because Kevin Lyles has done it a million different ways. Absolutely. So shout out to Kevin <laughs> Lyles and everything he's over he's doing over there at 300. Why Def Jam doesn't just doesn't acquire 300? Wouldn't that make sense since 300 is an independent company? Well, Couldn't Def Jam just acquire Maybe 300? they don't. Maybe they don't want to. They want to maybe have the ability to be able to put artists on different labels and do different collabs I was, with them once they. I mean, it would make. I mean, it would distribution through uh, Warner. But let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this. Who is the star at Def Jam right now? Like nobody. The, the LL, the DMX, the Jay Z. Nobody. You can say the Ja Rule. Kanye. No. Not well, anymore. Kanye is Christian music. Not in 2021. Kanye is a star. Two Chains is a star. Rick Ross is a star. But I understand what well, he's saying. Rick Ross is not there anymore. Rick Ross is on Epic. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. See, but see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't associate none of them with the actual Def Jam brand. That's the that's the problem with Def Jam now. And that's why I said it would be dope. Imagine they acquire somebody like 300 and make somebody like Kevin Lyles the chairman of Def Jam. Wouldn't right. that make so much sense? Yeah. I don't know. What but do like I you know? said, aren't they? They have a distribution deal with Warner, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm even thinking, like, what 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 records does Def Jam have on the charts right now? Bieber. Justin Bieber? I don't even associate Justin Bieber with Def Jam. I don't, yeah, I don't consider Bieber as Def Jam. Mm-mm. You know, I'm trying to think of it now. There's no artists on the charts. Def Jam is a great brand with nothing behind it right now. That's just the truth to the matter. All right, well... We got to make Def Jam pop somehow, somewhere. We got to find some artists. If you're a dope artist, man, call Def Jam. Natina need to put out an album. Huh? Natina need to put out an album. (laughs) Natina! Put you in the studio today. Natina, put out an album. Natina, the hottest artist on Def Jam. Natina is the hottest artist on Def Jam. Natina is the hottest artist on Def Jam right now, okay? Goodness gracious. All right, when we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Uh, it's time to get up out of here, Charlamagne. You got a positive note? I do, man. Uh, the positive note is simply this. I want everybody to remember this, man. Anybody out there that's dealing with something, uh, you know, you got some wounds, some unhealed trauma that you haven't dealt with, always remember the real flex. The real flex in life is how many wounds you can turn into with. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done? 